Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No one left. Diamonds on my teeth. I got a lot of shine. Running up the number. That's a lot of crime. Try to take it from me. Must be out your mind. I keep playing. Got a shine. Smokey in the air. That's a lot of crime. Welcome to episode 264 of and John. I'm Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Mr. Primo in the building. Today we are talking about the uh, wide receivers, a little uh, Eagles, stay or go, wideouts. Um, obviously, what's should that? I, should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> Maybe we could do that. Uh, but obviously there's a lot of other positions that the Eagles might want to tackle first. But we thought the wide receiver position was a position that uh, – spark some conversation and some passionate vibes from you know there's particular wide receivers i'm not gonna not gonna say names right now but just overall that spark controversy and you know arguments on the timeline obviously uh it's it's the off season so we're gonna start going through the roster going through the roster and stay seeing who should stay or who should go you know we're not we're not the uh be all the end all but we're gonna give our best shot at it you know, so I mean, Evan, how are you feeling today, man? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I just squeezed myself into the smallest parking spot in all of Philadelphia, so I, I have a little bit of uh, pride going on right now. I'm feeling, feeling pretty accomplished after I pulled that one off. But uh, while we're on the topic of Eagles wide receivers, obviously we were all head over heels when we got Devontae Smith last year. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of huge uh, names in the top of the draft wide receiver wise last year. And we ended up getting one of those guys. I couldn't be happier that Devontae Smith is an Eagle. However, once you get behind him in the depth chart, it starts to get pretty bleak. And if we're talking about uh, building a roster that uh, Jalen Hurts can compete with, um, this isn't going to do it. Uh, you know, it's a bunch of youth on here. I think this can be fixed somewhat in free agency, but ultimately I think the, uh, the real goal for me is a big name in free agency and, uh, potentially, you know, drafting a wide receiver uh, somewhere in the draft. I mean, if we end up picking with all three picks, I wouldn't mind uh, in the first round. I wouldn't mind if we took a wide receiver in the first round, but other than that, I think that's more of a day two, uh, type, type pick. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. We're 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 on a subject that I'm really looking forward to talking about wide receivers. I mean, I'm again looking at this list as well. It's definitely time for some change after seeing the you know the tremendous games during the playoffs and in that Super Bowl. And we, we in order for us to go ahead and compete at that level, we got to go ahead and make some serious changes. So you know, I, I agree. Um, this wide receiver lineup that we got right now is not going to do it for us. Looking at this free agency list. Somebody, a couple people, a couple stars in there could definitely come in here and get us to that level. Um, I'm excited to go through this list. And, you know, I got some favorites here that I'm going to go ahead and definitely talk about later on. I mean, a lot of people are going to have their favorites uh, via free agency. A lot of people are going to have their favorites via the draft. So we'll talk about a couple prospects, break them down. But overall, it's um, it's stay or go, breaking down the wide receiver group. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, like, obviously, you know, there's a guy who's near and dear to our wide receiver one right now. I think uh, Devontae Smith has earned that right. I mean, he could be a 1B with a veteran 1A coming in here. That would be nice. You know, Devontae talked about having that veteran wide receiver presence across the way from him. I think he was speaking with Jonathan Clark on that one. John Clark. So I feel like uh, just having a guy that he could depend on, um, you know, would be awesome. But, um, you know, overall, his game, you know, he stepped up throughout the season, almost hit a thousand yards. We haven't had a, a thousand wide receiver in a long time. Who was it? Macklin? Macklin. Was the last? Was an on his prove it deal, no less. We gave him a prove it deal. He proved it and then we let him walk. I mean, overall, Devontae Smith, he's a guy who's been a, I'd say consistent weapon. I think we all know that he can give us a little bit more. I don't think, I don't think that has anything to do with his play. I think uh, if the QB play steps up a little bit more, I think, you know, Devontae Smith has a bigger, bigger season, a more successful season. But overall, I, I just thought in year one, Devontae Smith showed up exactly like we said he was going to. You guys agree? I would 100% agree. agree. And uh, when you consider the fact that, like, what was the biggest knock on Devontae Smith before he got drafted? It was his size. Everyone was worried that this guy isn't going to be – isn't big enough to play in the NFL, to take hits like that. He's to play every game. He stayed healthy. Uh, Devontae Smith was able to contribute all year long. And like you said, Gail, like, he obviously was the number one uh, receiving uh, weapon that we have, Uh, maybe aside from Dallas Goddard. But once you start to put pieces around him – he becomes that much more open. Uh, if you have some legitimate targets that are on the opposite side of the field as him, Devontae Smith's numbers and volume goes up when you have to respect the other side of the field. So I think that the sky's the limit, honestly. For like, I, I don't see why, if we pull in a legitimate wide receiver too, why Devontae Smith doesn't easily clear 1,000 yards next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty when it comes to you know the, the statement about the size for um, Devontae Smith. I was definitely one that – was worried about that when we drafted him, um, even though that was my go-to guy in the draft in the very beginning. But, uh, you know, I honestly was just – that was that was just one of my biggest fears. But the kid proved me wrong, proved a bunch of us wrong week in, week out. Um, and then as the weeks went on and every game, you know, I mean, especially with all the games that we attended and then the way games that we went to go see this kid, I just felt like his progression was just getting better and better every week. Um, the leadership was also just like – you know, just coming along as the weeks went by because it was just like he was he was hungry. He was pushing. He he wanted that ball like every time. And he sh- he started showing like different uh, attitudes like, you know, I want to be that guy, you know, what I mean, or get me the ball a little bit more. Let me let me show what I can go ahead and do. And that's the stuff that we love. That's that's the leadership we want. And, um, you know, you surround him with some more weapons this upcoming year. You know, yeah, Evan, I I. I'm with you, man. I, it could definitely be a different outcome. So I'm hoping that they could go ahead and definitely uh, focus on getting him that help that he needs. Who do you, who do you guys think is um, the last wide receiver we've had that was as technically sound as Devontae Smith? Uh, technically as a route runner? Yeah. Mm, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of a name, to be honest with you. I mean, you see, even you, you think of uh, Jason Avant, a guy who – wasn't the fastest guy, but who could get open and get separation. And and underrated hands, dude. Like, that dude had fucking hands. Oh, yeah. Hands. He was doing Odell before Odell. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I just want to shout everyone that was up in the chat, by the way. A shout out to Brian, Paul, Mark. Uh, Moira. We got, we got Jer Jerome in the house. Roma, Roma in the house. Alex, the uh, mastermind chef. Uh, shout out to Paul, who uh, just moved to New York, New York, Brooklyn. Shout out hey, to Paul. Congratulations. Um, and Ty Terry's in the building. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I just I felt like um, moving along, you know, we we all know Devante is a guy that's going to stay and flourish, and that, I'm 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 with it. You know, I'm 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 just excited to see the progression as we get another guy opposite of him, and we'll get more into that. We're gonna go through the uh, guys that we have in, in in the uh on on the depth chart as we speak. A guy, Quez Watkins. Um, Quez Watkins. Um, you're talking about a guy who drafted on day three, but came in and really just uh, made his presence felt. You, you talk about a guy who um, could stretch the field. Talk about his relationship with um, with uh, with uh, Jalen Hurts. That mm -hmm. relationship um, grew throughout the season. We saw that in the off season during training camp, during uh, practices that we attended. He just continued to make plays. He's a guy that really stepped up and made his presence felt. You're talking about, you know, Jalen Rager was a guy that you were expecting for him to flash. Um, but Wes Watkins kind of took that thunder and he was a consistent playmaker. While everyone might say Quez Watkins is not your ideal wide receiver to right now, he is that for our group in, in a sense. Um what have you got? What did you guys make of Quez Watkins' season this year? Um, it certainly impressed me. Uh, his his overall um, how how much he developed was definitely something that was eye opening to me. I mean, you look at both him and John Hightower going day three and the same draft, and it, it, you really look at it and you think like if either one of these guys can come out and contribute, that's a win. If I feel like they just kind of took a chance on two wide receivers. And if either one ended up working on day three, then, you know, it worked. And honestly, in Quez Watkins, we got a deep, deep threat. Uh, this guy is capable of those big bomb throws. Uh, he's got the speed. Um, but the thing is, it's just it, it, it almost feels like um, and I don't even want to insult him in saying this, but it feels like the Sean Jackson light. Um, he's obviously not the Sean Jackson. That's not what I'm saying by any means. But he's like the home run hitter. Um, he can hit the home runs. He can have a huge play. But other than that, I mean, he's really not a, uh, a short yardage, uh, high volume wide receiver. Really, all he is is a heavy hitter. So um, if he can get open downfield and bust open a big play, obviously that's huge for, for, for momentum. That's huge for the offense. But he's not a guy that you can lean on um, all game long like you can volume wise with Devontae Smith. Yeah, Quez is definitely a keeper in my book. Um, you know, he proved himself on the all season and then going into the season. I mean, I wish we would have definitely got a whole lot more plays to him. Um, it was, you know, it was good seeing this guy, you know, make the plays that he did go out for the ball the way he did, you know, and he was, he, the efforts he was making every week was just something that, you know, we were wanting from other receivers. Um, he pretty much proved to the organization, Hey, listen, you know what I mean? You guys signed me for a reason. Let me do my thing. And he did it. Um, so He's definitely one that I would definitely keep on the roster and build off of. Mm -hmm. Build off of <clears throat> another another guy in the nest that I'm not sure a lot of people want to build off what he's been putting down over the last couple of years. I obviously, um, you know, his career hasn't gone like he had hoped it to be. 
Um, I saw there was an interview with uh, Justin Jefferson just talking about like the fact that he's got to, he'll always be compared. He's like, it's a tough scene out here. Um, and that tough scene, talk about Jalen Rager um, over the, you know, the season, whether it was uh, mental or, uh, you know, just, just not performing up to task, you know, just the consistency that we would, we love to see the level of consistency, consistency we would like to see from first round uh, wide receiver. That's where you're at. You're like, you know, like whether it's him stepping out of bounds, uh, not having his feet in, in, in play, dropping a ball against the giants, you know, or fumbling a ball in the playoffs. You could, you could there's, Definitely, definitely heartbreaking moments out there. But besides the on the field stuff, the off the field stuff with the social media, you know, the front office being not so happy with some of the things, uh, his father and, and a lot of people's DMs. I, I get it. I know that's your son out here getting killed in the in social media. You stick up your son. I would do the same thing if that, my, if that was my son. But look how it worked out the, for Ob- Odell Beckham. Hey, it, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you know, you know. We talk about Devontae Smith. We talk about Quez Watkins. We can we can do a firm stay uh, with Rager. It's like, you know, for me, it's like My change of scenery. Firm. Yeah, change of scenery. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's just like sometimes things don't don't work out, and you have to move forward. And I feel like with the stuff that we're kind of seeing out there and hearing that, I think I believe the Eagles are shopping him and trying to figure out what they could. Do with that situation, Ev. Ev, I mean, I mean, how you feeling about Mr. Rager? I'm disappointed. Uh, if I'm being real, I mean, Jalen Rager is a guy we got him in the first round. I can I can take you back to the day that we drafted him. I remember waking up that day and it was almost like uh, I had like an intuition. I, t- I I tweeted first thing in the morning as soon as I woke up. I was like, today's the day we draft Jalen Rager. I just knew he was the pick that day, and I was excited for it. I thought that um, you know, you just look at his college career. He had a really, really poor um, quarterback, and he was still able to make outrageous plays. He was, you know, his catch radius seemed insane. He had these uh, off-the-charts type of, um, you know, verticals and speed. But ultimately, when it all comes down together, like when when you put the player together, the mental aspect is a part of that. And if that is broken, then the whole player is going to be broken. And that's what I saw in Jalen Rager, unfortunately. Um, I agree. I think that he is a player that possesses the necessary skills. I just think his mind's all fogged up. I think uh, what would be best for him is a change of scenery. I would wish him the best, but I don't think that he, I don't think he's going to be able to cut it here. I think that he's unfortunately dug his, uh, his hole a little bit too deep. Um, He's kind of, and today was, I'm I'm sorry, not today. This year was a bad year to be, um, going at the fans, you know what I mean? With the whole Ben Simmons thing that went on this year, it would just put bad taste in everybody's mouth. Just any players that were coming back at the fans. And, uh, you know, that, that I had a little bit of that in my mouth as well. So Jalen Rager, I wish you the best, but I think you're as good as gone, man. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm really trying to think about how to go upon it. <laughs> uh, uh, commenting on this one, but, um, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be me. Cut this piece of shit. All right. He sucks. He's worthless. He's a disappointment. I was never about Rager. I was always about Jefferson from the get go. I didn't expect this man to come in here and be a Jefferson because he's not a Jefferson. All right. Jefferson is Jefferson. Rager is Rager. I was, I was getting, you know, try, people were trying to motivate me to go ahead and get encouraged that this was 
a good, you know, choice when it came to picking him. And I went and I looked at videos and I tried my hardest. I really did. And I was all on board because, you know what I mean? If you're on my squad, I'm going to go ahead and rep you and I'm going to support you as best as I can. But I put too much effort into trying my hardest on being on this guy's, you know, on, on his side. And he, I just couldn't do it, man. And this year, pretty much just like I I, I, I have to jump ship. Like he's got to go. He's got to he's got to definitely go to a different team or, you know, it's got to be a, a brand new start for him. It's just not working out for him here. Um, you know, I definitely don't, you know, don't wish no bad upon anybody. No, I know the mental health is a serious situation, especially this past year. And, but <clears throat> he, at the same time, brought a lot of that onto himself because he didn't know how to stay off of social media. You know what I mean? He still had that, that kid mentality. Like, stop worrying about that. I mean, dude, you did everything in your power to go ahead and get in the NFL. You're there. You need to have, you need, you need to think better, you know what I mean? Especially, it's kind of like being professional. You got to be a professional. And he he still hasn't to this day found a way to do that. I mean, his dad had to, had to come in a lot of times to go ahead and pretty much come to his defense and all that shit. Like, all that shit was just unnecessary. He brought that shit upon himself. But at the end of the day, I want him going. I'm, di- I'm tired. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm cleaning my hands with this dude. So, peace. I think, yeah, I think, I think go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that there really needs to be, I think that this has been, this is a relatively new issue. Cause I mean, if we're looking in the grand scheme of things, social media is, is new. It's new and involved in all these players having it. I really think that we need to um, like, I remember when, when we got Kayvon Wallace, I feel like Kayvon Wallace and Jalen Rager almost have a very similar presence on Twitter. Where I got I got so hyped up just I was like man this guy's a dog he seems like he, he he's gonna put in all the work and all that but all it was was words man people can be persuasive I mean the biggest the best thing an athlete in Philadelphia that's catching heat can do is go out there on the field and sh- prove us wrong that's the best thing you could do is go out on the field and prove us wrong you you stay quiet on social media what we say doesn't matter. We're not, we're not pro athletes. We're, yeah, exactly. we're, all we are is nobodies. If you go yeah. out there and and ball out on the field, then we're going to have nothing but positive things to say about you. But when, you're, bro, only, when your only focus is to defend yourself verbally <laughs> online, that's not going to work. I mean, you have you have to. There has to be a, a physical element to that of you showing up. And I was one that was truly in the building every week. To give him that opportunity to prove me wrong, and it just kept getting worse. Yeah, That's I didn't the, give it, a shit about Eric, like how to prove prove me wrong. Yeah, and, I, and and especially when I got Gail right next to me, and I'm looking at Gail, and I'm telling him like, "Look, I'm here, wide receiver the, apologist, four man. quarters to give this kid <laughs> the opportunity to prove me wrong." And one simple play, of course, I got to look at Gail. Gail's like, huh, "No, that one play was not good enough for me, man." You got it. Like he couldn't even give me a whole goddamn game. You know what no, I mean? like, what we what we had in Philadelphia was like a weird. Like we just started booing players for the first time just by saying people's name. That was the first for me. I haven't seen that ever since I've been going to Eagles games. That's the first time I've seen. That. I wasn't surprised by it though. I mean, if you just look at how this year played out, like that was a guy that we can conti- like. Coach Sirianni tried consistently. Like, all right, you know what? Had a shit week last week. This week, we're going to try and focus on getting him the ball, getting his confidence up every time, dude. It was a, it was a dropped pass. It was a muffed punt. It was, every single game, they gave him an opportunity. He look messed at, look, up, bro. Look at, look like, at New York. It's just it is what it is. Look at that New York game. I mean, you dropped a, 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 a touchdown pass that would have won us the game. And then what do they do? The very next play, they gave it right back to you to prove yourself, to show you, like, dude, you got this. We could, And you 
you fuck that up again. I'm, I'm done. My, my thing is like, you know, there's this part where when you, you know, you talk about becoming a pro, it take your game to the next level. It's like you got to be a pro about things, whether it's mental, whether it's beyond the field. It's about short term memory. And that was a perfect example of short term memory. But going out and making a play and your quarterback giving you the opportunity to flourish even after you had messed up. So, I mean, over, overall, I mean, you know, you know, the Paul's comment right here. We keep these bad picks for years, how he keeps the mistakes for years. My thing is, like, if you you know what a, a guy is worth, what it what is what he brings to the table. And then if you double down on that, bringing some of these guys back year after year after year, like Mac Hollins, guys like that, where you're like, you know, what is your role in our offense versus us upgrading the position? That's the that's the thing with me. It's like J Joe, you know, we're getting to J Joe, but as we as we move down the uh uh line up here, uh, Jonathan Hyde, John Hightower, you know, he's a guy that came in, flashed that separation, um, you know, was getting 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 that yards. You, know, you like what he brought to the table. Um, you know, it looked like he was gonna be a guy who was gonna be some guy that, you know, a person that could contribute. You know, we heard on the back end, like some some people were saying that it was a maturity thing. Um, and yeah, what I you know, what I heard was like very shocking to me. But where it came from, I was like, OK, wow. Right. Was that why he's not getting this opportunity? But you think, you know, they the, the, the average yards per separation per route run. He was a guy that was his, it, it was up there. So I, I felt like Hightower, you know, them bringing giving him another opportunity to succeed. It was on the practice squad, but now, like, he's still on the roster. You know, do they believe he, he could be that guy? Um, that'll be interesting. And we took, we just talked about being uh, being a pro and, and taking your game to the next level. Do you guys believe that John, John Hightower can take his game to the next level? I, I think that he can, um, but it's, it's more of just like a, I don't know what he really is type of thing, because it, after his rookie season, I talked about him and Quez getting drafted in the first year um, in the same year after his rookie season. I didn't think of either him or Quez what had a leg up on the other. I think that they had a pretty similar rookie season. And then Quez, he just took a huge next step that following year. John Hightower, like he was a guy that showed promise, and then I feel like he just got lost in the mix this year. And that's why I'm really confused as to, like, you look at – we're going down a list of people that, like, after Quez Watkins and uh, Devontae Smith, like, it really starts to get pretty irrelevant. And the fact that you weren't able to get yourself in the mix in a wide receiver core that looks like this is concerning. I saw the speed that he brings to the table. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of, in hindsight – I'm not a huge fan of that drafting, um, you know, uh, mindset that we had a few years ago where all we were going for was speed, 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 speed. Uh, we Now we're lacking a big body wide receiver. That's that's what we lack. We thought we were going to get that in J-Jaw, um, but, you know, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, Hightower pretty much just uh, went ghost on me. Um, he was somebody that was all in last year. Uh, I think we were – having the same conversation during free agency. And I was all about bringing John Hightower back, giving him that opportunity. And yeah, he was kind of like where Quez Watkins is at right now. I mean, it first started out like he was hungry. He wanted to go in there and show the, the organization that they made the right decision by drafting him. And then I didn't, I, I don't even remember speaking of this kid at all this past season, besides that one big play we saw 
that he was wide open and he dropped the pass. But other than that, I can't recall anything from Hightower. I, I'm going to be honest with you. At, at one point, I even thought he wasn't even on the squad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he'll be on the squad next year, didn't they? Uh, they are. They already. Uh, they already reserved they him. Yeah. Team option, yeah, yeah. yeah, they reserved him. Now, the next guy, obviously, um, you know, for those people that are coming in, uh, you know, we are going to start looking at some of the free agents out there, are going to talk about some of the wide receiver prospects in the draft. But right now we are going through the depth chart over here. Uh, Next up on the list, um, you know, a guy that we met his family (laughs) at the Washington game as we sat outside the stadium. Very nice family. Had a great moment. You did. You do. We did get to see that intimate moment where. Between, you know, just, uh, family, Mom and son. And, you know, just like it was, it was a cool a, moment to see. It was a moment. It definitely was uh, a it was moment. A, it's a cool moment. <laughs> cool moment to see. But as we speak that, uh, stay or go, J-Jaw. I mean, a, a guy um, a guy who I never felt right when the pick was made in the second round. I thought it was way, way too high. Um, you know, a guy who led the nation in uh, – Contested catches, had 19 catches, leading the nation. That was pretty cool. Um, but the fact that he just never really – you talk about that drop against the Lions. You talk about, you know, how he flashed in that preseason game against the Ravens. I was like, all right, I'm seeing some promise here. But, you know, that drop against the Lions. And, you know, he had, he did have one solid catch, I guess, against the Giants on that when we were trying to – make a push for the playoffs where he came up with a nice play and it was like, all right, you know, but overall just, again, at the, with all that being said, a second round pick when guys were like, especially, I guess, you know, we're always going to have those guys that we mentioned, the Metcalfs of the world, the Justin Jefferson's of the world. You can keep, keep on going, but every time you miss, there's going to be a player that you keep on going. I just feel like it's, it's like, again, what, going back to Paul's statement about keeping guys longer than you have to, like, and who made these selections after, you know, after you start wondering, like, like who was selecting these wide receivers? Like the fact that y'all can fit, you can make the fact that you can um, find linemen outside the first round, second round, seventh round, fifth round, you know, Malata, you're talking about Kelsey. These are guys that are day three guys. Think about what you're saying. Jeff Stoutland is the catalyst. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, who's picking these wide receivers? And then I heard rumors of, like, Lurie's son was behind this pick. Or, you know, Lurie was behind this pick. So, overall, you know, you know, I know we interviewed Brand, was Brandon Hunt. He was a, 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 a scouting coordinator from the Steelers. And I always go back to that because I'm like, hey, man, they're going to bring him in. They're going to f- teach us how to draft wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot being said. Um, so, I mean, Jay Jaws, there we go, Evan. I think it's pretty simple. I mean, I would really challenge anybody, um, especially anyone inside the Eagles organization, to give me a pitch as to why he should stay on the team. Yeah, I, like, I want to hear the honest pitch as to why Jay Jaw has earned a spot on the uh, roster going forward. Because um, last year they tried to sell us the bullshit of, well, he's so valuable as a blocker. Okay. It's like, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys, tight ends block. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all he is is a tight end that can't catch. That's that's all he is. And so, 
<laughs> he, he, he blocks worse than a tight end because he's a wide receiver and he can't catch. So what he doesn't bring any value. If I'm being real, like I'm not even trying to be harsh on JJ. You mentioned how we had this intimate moment with his family and all that. But if I'm keeping it a buck, I think this is his last <laughs> NFL contract. <laughs> no. This is it. Yeah. I think, I think, I think who he... signs it? Well, like who is looking around the league and is like, you know what? That's if you talk about practice squad, you, someone, yeah. someone will take a chance on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see the lines with somebody taking all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't say it. <laughs> I mean, he, he to me, he never, he never, he never got started. Never got started. Like you know, he he kept it in first gear, and he's been stuck in first gear ever since, man. Um, it there was maybe like, park. Really, Stuck in park, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know what? I guess I was. I was just trying to be. I guess I was just being too nice. But um, yeah. I mean, besides the moment with your family, man. Shout out to the moms and to the rest of the family that was there. That was definitely a moment. But other than that, keeping it one hundred, dude. Uh, <laughs> you got to go too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you got to be the one that holds Rager's baggage, is wise. You guys both walk out. Hey, so be it. But he's I already mean, got his hand full with an umbrella, bro. Well. <laughs> Hook that shit to your to your belt is like, I don't know, man. But like it, it, we put a lot of effort into waiting for you to come around and do something, and that day just never came. And I mean, I don't know. It's scary to even think you might be right. Ever that that could be his one and only contract that he's ever going to get. Don't like I, I hear what you're saying. That like a practice squad. I mean, how many? If you think about, there's probably a little bit over 160 wide receiver positions that are in the NFL when it's all said and done. Is he a top 160 yeah. wide receiver in the league? I don't know. Well, my, my, my only theory is like, go ahead, gain more weight and put your ass at tight end. Well, I mean, yeah, they pitched the yeah. part about him blocking, yeah. but I mean, I said, bro, even... make him make him a tight end. Like, if they dude, can turn Tebow into a tight end, they if they can turn job. Jordan Matthews to the tight end, you know, yeah. that that could be your next best option. But um, but if but that should be if that should be really telling like if if you're if they're just trying to move you around in a position to try and force you to make you work maybe it's possible that you're just not a good football player that could also just be the thing it's Max. tough man tough. <laughs> it's tough scene out here tough crowd tough crowd philadelphia tough crowd tough crowd i mean it is, it's a tough crowd it is what it is yeah. um but uh moving forward a guy who we're all high on like for I, th- I think I'm I'm projecting here, but I think we're all high on him as a, you know, a versatility guy, a, a utility guy, utility guy, a guy who's worked his way off the practice squad to come up and, and play some some uh, some some really good snaps. You talk about leading the team in uh, first down catches uh, just only a year ago. Talking about a guy who can be your backup, backup, backup quarterback if you need him. Um, a guy who can be your backup, backup punt returner. Um, you're talking about a, guy, a depth guy. And that guy is Greg Ward Jr. Obviously, he's a, I believe he's a restricted free agent. But I, I feel like Greg Ward, he's been, a, I'd say, the definition of consistency for a depth piece. Like he's been consistent when you you call upon his name. He still will make plays. Talk about that Washington game that we're all the game that you guys missed. I don't to this day. I still wish you guys were there. But I mean, talk about a guy who's just come up and made plays when um, again made his way off the practice squad and impressed and, and and worked. So, but at the end of the day, as much as I 
have have stand. I've I pretty much stand for, for uh, Greg Ward. I think me and Evan, me before the show, me and Evan had spoke about Greg Ward. I just feel like it's you know if we're gonna make changes to this group, it's time to like rehaul the group. And that has nothing to do with Greg Ward Jr.'s play. It's just a matter of like, all right, let's rehaul this group. Um, I actually think I have a really good comparison for Greg Ward for all of the uh, for all my my Sixers fans out there. You know who Greg Ward is? He's TJ McConnell. That's that's who Greg Ward really feels like to me. He's a guy that he was a good contributor. Like look at when Greg Ward stepped up to the plate. He stepped up to the plate when we had absolutely no wide receivers whatsoever. Everybody talks about the year that Greg Ward came in and he led the team in receiving yards, even though he started the year as a practice squad player. And that was this big deal. I mean, you look at TJ McConnell, he was like this decent player during the process. I, that's that's kind of how I view it. We were in the middle of the process as the Eagles and in our growing pains. And we had this player that stepped up and he contributed, but ultimately he's not going to be the guy when we reach the pinnacle of our team. So Greg Ward, I agree with you. I think that ultimately we know what Greg Ward is at this point in his career. I think uh, he is a wide receiver four or five on an NFL team. I think you can rely, I think he has reliable hands, um, but ultimately he's, he's not going to make, have big flashy plays. He's going to be reliable. He'll get you, you know, 300 yards, 450 yards a year, but it's not going to be a guy that is going to be your top wide receiver. Um, I think that, you know, you, you say thank you to Greg Ward for what he's done and uh, you wish him the best, but ultimately you bring in another younger guy with a potentially higher ceiling. The key word was reliable. The fact that you, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um, pity pack off of that because Greg Ward is that when things don't go right or, you know, when you're in such a drought, <clears throat> no pun intended, but uh, you fall back on that booty call. That's that booty call, man. <laughs> That's what Greg Ward is, uh, you know, and that's just how he's been for the past few years. So <laughs> I think it's time to move on from him. And um, it's time to, you know, bring that fresh <laughs> booty back into the squad <laughs> and, and get rid of that guy. Uh, you know, it, we're, we're, we're past that. I mean, he's he's been key. He was key last year. I mean, he he was tremendous last year um, with the last, you know, with, with the situation that we were in. But, you know, it's it's time, man. Greg, Greg Ward, is, I'm, I'm over it. He's, he's over. I mean, I'm not gonna even go back to your your reference um, about uh, who he is to you. Uh, he's he's that. Uh, no, I'm not gonna even go there. I'm not. No, 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 no he's talking, talking about. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna stop. He's that fallback. Like, he's that fallback. Like, he's that that warm pillow. And I'm yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, talk about a guy who I, I said. To Evan, I said, "Hey, um, I said, Ev, I said, Ev, you know, what do you think about this dude?" And he's like, "Who?" <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, "Who?" I mean, Dion Kane. You know. This is the this is the first that I'm even hear to this guy. Um, yeah, why don't, you know, why don't you tell us about Dion Kane? Because I don't got nothing to say about him. <laughs> is there is, is there a, I mean, is there a Wikipedia? On can, I, can, I, can I phone a friend? I mean, he's he's a guy. He's just a guy at this yeah. point. He's a jack. You know, you talk of just just a jack. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're talking about upgrading this whole group. This is why it's so it's just, it's going to be such more of a fun podcast as we get to who we can bring in, mm. because like 
so naming off those guys. If we're, if we're at Dion Cole, I think we're yeah. at the end of the list. <laughs> I think I think we could just jump into that right now. <laughs> could I actually skip we're, over that? We're, we're not going to even go there. We're just going to like, <laughs> we need to talk about uh, what we need to do uh, free free agent wise. I mean, you know, obviously you can bring some some draft prospects in here who can c- come and compete. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's not going to be a it's not going to be Dion Kane. <laughs> watch him watch man's become our like uh why he's gonna be our three. next Greg Ward. <laughs> so uh moving right along uh, obviously you know but first we got a little we got a little announcement um we have uh you know we have uh you know some guy some guy he's got a podcast super bowl champion um we have Chris Long coming on tomorrow. Uh, Chris Long is going to be stopping by the nest. That is episode 265. Uh, that'll be at 2.30 tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time. So Chris Long is going to be stopping by the nest. If you guys want to join in the fun, uh, come come by, ask him some questions. We should uh, should have some fun with Chris Chris Long. Pretty awesome, right? That's awesome, man. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Should I, should I live with that? Ah, no, I think it came out at the no, right I think, time. Yeah, I think it's the right time. I mean, anything all the follow. real ones that are still listening, you got you got the leg up right now. You know when, yeah, know sh- when, to, when to, shout, to tune it. Shout out to Chris Malley. He, over the um, during the season, he went to Chris Long's event, hung out with him, uh, struck struck it. You know, they struck up a uh, a great relationship. Um, had a good time at his event. Um, and now he's going to come on the pod and talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Cause that's Chris Long. He can do whatever awesome. he wants to do. So if you want to bring some questions, come by and talk to a legend, Chris Chris Long. And, and he's a dude that's um, all, that's always got a uh, he's always got a lot of good stuff to say too, man. I, I really enjoy his podcast, and uh, I think tomorrow's going to be a good one for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but talking about um, some legends that we need to bring in here. Let's see. Let's see. This is PFF's top-ranked wide receivers, the free agents that are on the market. The numbers on the side are their uh, numbers as they, you know, they, the they right feel side. like Devontae Adams is their number one overall free agent to be had. So now you can do the math here. So uh, obviously you number the one. the worst one as an example. <laughs> it's one on the list on the left and the right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just, just – just, just thinking, uh, Devonte Adams. Everybody would love to have Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams would be the, the, the perfect veteran wide receiver to come across the way, besides Devonte. So Devonte times two, that would be amazing. Like this would, this would be, this would be the dream like scenario. Not that I even think this is happening, but right now there haven't been any contract extension talks with the Packers. So if you want to like, you know, be that your dream right now, scenario is still alive. It's still alive. But like, you know, obviously we're all excited about Devonta Adams, right? Group, group. I'll, I'll, I'll wear my pajamas inside out and sleep with a spoon <laughs> under my pillow. That's what it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get Devonta Adams here, man. We already know he looks good and green, man. I, like, obviously, like that's the, um, that is the biggest home run that Howie Roseman could hit this offseason. If, if he lands Devontae Adams, I mean, he's, uh, in my opinion, and it's really not like 
just my thought, but like he's he's well regarded as the top wide receiver in the league currently. He's in the middle of his prime. Um, there is no reason to not want Devontae Adams on your team. He instantly makes you um, at least closer to a contender. We need to work on the defense, but he definitely vaults you up the uh, power rankings. The tag tagging starts what today or tomorrow? Tagging starts soon. Do you think it, by any chance he gets tagged? Oh, we'll see. Yeah. But couldn't they could tag and trade as well too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're well, I like... mean, look, Devontae Adams is the perfect scenario in a perfect world. But I mean, let's not you know keep our hopes up for that because I just don't see it happening. But there's yeah, some I mean, other how... good names on that list though, man. Absolutely, and that's yeah. why. I mean, I think and I think if you if if we're going to be realistic, getting into the more of the middle of this list is where we you know it can start making uh, more possibility for us. These guys skipping ahead over here. Uh, <laughs> But the PFF's prediction for uh, Devontae Adams is him going back to Green Bay, scoring a four-year, $93 million, $65 million guaranteed. That's the Holy according. guacamole. And Jerome says someone is going to have to have pay Adams QB money. As good as, you, as, good he, as good as he is, you have to pass on him. Again, that's a dream-like scenario. We all can dream, right? We're dreaming. Yep. Uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll go back to Prime's uh, list here. Oh, uh, go moving right along. Number two, Chris Godwin, a guy who obviously he's a local Delaware, uh, Delaware legend. Um, I think Chris Godwin be, would fit right in. You know, obviously he, he dealt with an ACL tear, um, not quite to the very back end of the season. It was like what? It was like five games. Right yeah. before the end of the season, he tore his ACL. Was that it? I think his last game was versus the Saints, uh, okay. December nineteenth. Yep. So I mean, Chris Godwin. How do you guys? What do you guys feel about Chris Godwin? I mean, that's another top wide receiver in the league, man. Like, like you, how you said right there. I mean, he's the third overall, um, like available free agent in all of football right now. I think that that's a pretty good ranking, considering I think he's an elite type player. Uh, you pair him up with Devontae Smith, big things can happen. Um, and I think that's exactly the formula. I told you at the top of the show, I think you sign one of these names that are on this list and you draft a wide receiver on day two. We're living, baby. Godwin, bring him here. Yeah, Godwin yeah. Yeah, was definitely key. Um, I mean, me personally, I just, I'm just i just a little bit worried about the fact that he got that ACL injury. ACL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we, that's we the only went, thing that leaves me hesitant. We went down that road before where we signed Wallace a couple of years ago off of an ACL injury, and look, he never he he decided he broke well, his leg there, didn't he? Afterwards, it was something, but I yeah. mean, it's it's just those type of things that I, I I just worry about, you know, when it comes to signing, you know, free agents like in that position. Right, right. <clears throat> now, Adam Michael says Gibbs. Um, I went to AMG. AMG. That's his. I'm going to say AMG for now on. Three ACL tear guys on this list, unfortunately. Um, but we, you know, we'll, we'll let, let's 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 like start looking at the realistic approach. We're going to take the prime approach, and we're going to skip right ahead on this list. Uh, I know, I know, Evan. Evan Please. has been gassed up and geeked up about Mike Williams. Like we had a big body target. You talk about the guy who wins in the air, wins the 50-50 targets. He's a guy who I've always. Uh, admired his game. You talk about a guy who across the way, if you want to diversify your wide receiver group, Mike Williams is that guy. Dude, 
Um, yeah, uh, for, for me, like, uh, if you're looking at that list, um, I personally have him ranked, uh, above Chris Godwin. I would prefer, um, Mike Williams. I know that both of them are dealing like, you know, both injury prone, both dealing with injuries, but you just look at the upside of Mike Williams. I mean, um, I believe he's younger, but on top of that, just the, the sheer size of a man, who is he like six, four huge body that's exactly the prototypical type player i want playing on the other side of Devonte adams Devonte adams see i got freudian slip there um that's exactly the type of wide receiver i want playing opposite of Devonte smith uh you, if you just think about that like you have the burner the technician that Devonte smith is and then you pair it up with a big body and mike williams there's plenty of different ways we can get the ball down the field um I'm all about it, man. I, I would be all about Mike Williams coming in. Yeah, looking at this list realistically, Mike Williams probably falls as the number one go-to guy to go and focus on signing. Um, you know, Devontae, Chris Godwin, those are ones that are kind of like way out of the – not saying out of our league, but just kind of kind of hard to go ahead and focus on, you know what I mean, especially with the big money that they're going to want. Uh, with Mike Williams, I think uh, it's one that we could definitely focus on and – you know, Evan, Evan broke down the stats on this guy, his height, his arm length, you know, his legs, his strength, his agility, all that stuff. So, I mean, why not? Why not go all in on Mike Williams? Um, and then PFF, their prediction for uh, Mike Williams, he signs with the Chargers, four-year, $68 million, $38 million guaranteed. Um, so that would be some big money some big money now moving, moving right down the list you know odell beckham obviously t- tears acl gets the super bowl championship with the rams kind of damaged goods right now kind of like mm-hmm. you know you know what i mean getting up there in age towards acl boy still can play but i'm just saying uh talk about acls here alan robinson a guy who's been talked about over and over especially by penn state fans that are in the Philadelphia area, Allen Robinson. I know Prime said he's not a big, he's not a big, big fan of Allen Robinson. Is that true? That's I'm kind true. of with you, Prime. I'm kind of with you, Prime. Yeah, you be honest. yeah. I'm, I'm not huge on him. And like I said, Alshon Jeffrey messed that up for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but looking back on that whole Alshon Jeffrey thing, I, I almost feel like we owe Alshon an apology, man. Oh, Why is that? I mean, he was the one that kind of broke the story that Carson Wentz isn't a good teammate. And now, in hindsight, is is he not? Carson's not a good teammate. Well, okay. see, but I mean, the man, the, the man can't go and contradict himself because he became one of the worst teammates himself. All right. Yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> now, now, Paul, in the middle of this wide receiver discussion, throwing like a little curveball to the group. Outside of the money, how much of a factor is our QB for a wide receiver for choosing the Eagles as a destination? You're talking about uh, Devontae Adams. That's the Devontae Adams is looking for a quarterback. Could that be his former teammate who plays for the Raiders? Is it uh, is it is it following Aaron Rodgers wherever the hell Aaron Rodgers goes or whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers is on right now? Because that dude is just. Dude, that's he's all over the place. It was weird as hell. He's, he's all over the place. So <laughs> the, man, uh, the man's got the he's he's got the, the ball in his control, bro. <laughs> yo, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is so good that he's 
from a uh, off the field perspective, his it's been all over the charts. He's playing all that he's charts. he's playing that Jeopardy role right now with the NFL. Choose your category. Name your amount. <laughs> and he was on, <laughs> and he was on Jeopardy. Like the levels of like what are you waging? Here, here, he's here, like making you know some controversial statements about the vaccine. What are his family not talking to him? Is it me or did all of this? all come out of nowhere. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for like 15 years. I feel like he just started being controversial. I didn't hear anything controversial about Aaron Rodgers like the first 13 years of his career. And now I all go, of a sudden, like he's enemy number one. I go back to his appearance on Jeopardy, man. He just has that mentality. Let me find some categories to go ahead and talk about this season, right? <laughs> his talk, about the, talk about the feet. We talk about the pandemic. We talk about uh, my hair being long. Uh, we'll talk about these whack ass suits I wear to these award ceremonies. You know, shit like he's got categories like crazy. He looked, he looked like the dude, the villain on Red Dead Redemption or some shit. Like you had to go for. I was like, bro, what is this? What is this? And then he had the man, the man bun, the weird man bun, and then his his Hollywood wife calls off the wedding. Like a lot of stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers. So, with all that being said. We don't know where Devontae Smith is going to land, land. Um, but Devontae um, Adams. Adams is going to land. Um, if that's going to be, I mean, that that is it's an interesting factor. We can talk about I, another. I, I know that there's a lot of people that are talking about too that uh, they think that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are some sort of package deal. Like, no matter where Aaron's playing next year, Devontae's like logistically, how does that even work? Like, how how do you do you really think that? Like you heard what Devontae Adams is looking for in his contract. And then what Aaron Rodgers is going to want pennies on the dollar. Who who has the money for both of them? That's just not a realistic possibility in my mind. I don't know. Maybe I get surprised. Mm. Mm. Uh, moving right along this list over here. You know, if we're going to get mm. realistic here, you know, like obviously that one. Michael Gallup, ex cowboy. Mm. You know, don't don't mm, me. That dude has torn us up for years. I would be about it, man. You don't, you don't want Michael Gallup just because he's a cowboy. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. For, I'm just saying, like uh, for cowboys, uh, energy, <laughs> energy vibes. Like, do I really want another cowboy in here? Nope. I, yeah, I know. He got. He also got injured too. So, okay. Yeah, he did. He did. But I feel. Okay. I feel like any. And he ran like, into a fence. <laughs> Now we, I wanted, we can, I wanted more than number seven on that list. <laughs> Antonio Brown is a uh, <laughs> like how many Eagle fans have asked for Antonio Brown? Yeah, yeah over the yeah. years. I mean, all going all the way back to when we were in the Wells Fargo Center. I remember that, and we were having this same type of conversation. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, he kind of messes up a uh, a locker room. And for anybody that doesn't think that he does that, I mean, I would just look at his last NFL game he played in. <laughs> that's a way to go off, though. I guess. Hey, if you're gonna, if that's gonna be your last game, you go, yeah. you gonna go out, and, go out that way. And now he's hanging with Kanye at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he's staying on par for weirdest fucking off season. Yeah. He, became, yeah, yeah. he became the president of his fan club, something like that. Right. Man, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Paul, shout out to Paul from London Town. Gallup and Brown is a hell no. <laughs> Mark says, don't need the AB circus in Philly. Uh, Big uh, Blue Mini says, we've been burned by so many former Cowboys. Shout out to uh, Mr. Austin. Um, and also, 
I feel like you got to treat these like a, a case by case basis, though. Like just because Demarco Murray didn't work out here doesn't mean that Michael Gallup can't. Well, how many people don't want to draft the <laughs> USC wide receiver? Wait, 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 wait. You just Aguilar. stopped. You just stopped at Demarco. What? Murray. We had Demarco Murray. We had uh, Herschel Walker we was good. Austin. Oh man, I don't even consider him. Nah, Herschel Walker he was, was the man. <laughs> um, who else was? Was 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 the man. Um, I mean, you talk. You you just you just mentioned one. I mean, I got three, four that I could think of. That yeah, but I don't like 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 with you, like with Orlando Scandrick. That was just like a, that was like his career was over at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like we brought in Demarco Murray while he had his prime going on, and he like it just. I honestly think Demarco Murray would have been better had it not been Chip Kelly here calling the shots. True that. I, th- I think Demarco Murray could have had a better season. And he and he showed that in the last game of the season. <laughs> like, look, yeah. you know, I mean, I could be that straight <laughs> go-to running back instead of this mm-hmm. east to west, east to west shit. Now, with all with all that being said, with this list, you know, it was fun. We had a little fun mental exercise. Mm. Correct, right? I had fun. Yeah, you yes. had fun. Uh, I mean, this is the more realistic part of the list. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that has been rumored. If you've been listening to us for a little bit, and that's stuff that we have heard. And then Christian Kirk is another guy who's the Eagles were trying to get their hands on him during um, this season. They're trying to – obviously, we all saw tight end number one, Zach Ertz, move to the to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I know that they were trying to try some way to get Christian Kirk out of that deal. Um, and here we are, you know, Christian Kirk and Juju Smith-Schuster, two guys who've been over the, you know, over the year have been linked to the Eagles, perhaps. But I heard Juju was, could be a realistic thing. You talk about a, a veteran guy across the way from Devontae Smith who can win in the slot. And then that that would be interesting. I mean, what, how are you guys feeling about? Um, I mean, you could we could talk about all three of them together, um, or a lot of because because we'll hear a lot of DJ Chark and a lot of Juju. So, um, uh, well, I mean, I was kind of going to bring up the third guy. I mean, if we're if we're deciding between those three guys, uh, and it kind of contradicts what I was saying about wanting a big big body wide receiver, I just love um, Christian Kirk as like a de- like a deep threat. Christian Kirk is like another player. I think he's like a better Quez Watkins, really. And um, I really love the production I saw out of him this past year. And between him, Juju, and Chark, I would personally want Christian Kirk over either of those two. The the, <laughs> the, the best scenario that I could think of that we could go with is one, your boy, Mike Williams. I like Christian Kirk. And then there's one that is not on this list that Gail was showing, but there's one that I talked about before we hopped on the show. Moritz right? O'Ringer. Braxton Barrios from the New York Jets is an unrestricted free agent. I love this dude. Not only does he represent the U, all right, but, I mean, the man can play his ass off. And we saw it in New York when we went to the Jets game. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I think that would be a steal. You bring that kid onto this squad. You sign those three in the offseason along with Devontae Smith, and let's just say we hold on to Quez Watkins. You got Hightower as a reserve. I, I think I think we're in a way better direction than where we're at right now. So you're thinking that's your your upgrade to Greg Ward, guy who could play punt returner, special Hell teams, yeah. and be a. Uh, Hell um, yeah. Now shout out to Carmen. He's he's talking about Calvin Ridley, obviously, but he'd have to be traded. He would have that would, to be traded. That would be a trade scenario. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got pieces that we can unload though too. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, cut me open. I mean, that's so kind of like again, DJ Chark, you, you, uh, a guy who could stretch the field, and, and Kirk as well. I mean, that would that would these are guys that would make a little bit more sense if you're not going, you're not hitting the home run with De- Devontae Adams, but. Let me, let me ask you guys and the chat, um, like just looking at this list right here, um, give me your, your top three. Let, let's leave. I mean, everybody's number one is going to be Devonte Adams. So let's just eliminate Devonte Adams. Who is your top three choices that you would want from this list in order? Like I would love Chris Godwin in terms of like determining how healthy he is, but like you're talking about guys that can be playmakers and he's, he's consistently, shown in his young career obviously he's injured but that would be nice like i'm not i'm not mad at that the mike williams love is a real for me you talk about the big body target that's you know alan robinson like his his seasons you know he's dealt with injuries and obviously he wouldn't be the most exciting signing of this group um you know i take it because it's better than any <laughs> any of these guys are better than anything that we have here obviously odeh OBJ, I love it. If he wasn't injured, talk about sp- 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 like spicing up the group. Um, I think the whole Juju thing, you know, it's not, it's it's uh, outside the um, overall perspective. People don't, you know, really like, like if you want to get a guy who can work and win in the slot, you know, a, a, a guy who can get separation. And that's why you kind of like you, who is the guy that's going to come in here and be a, a, a favorite weapon for your QB um, and not cost you a lot of money. Right. Right. Yeah. If, I, if I'm looking at it, um, my, I, I mean, obviously my number one uh, I've been talking about is Mike Williams. I, I think he is the perfect fit if he can stay healthy um, to line up on the other side of the field, uh, just as, as far as diversity in our, um, in our wide receiving core. Um so Mike Williams and then I, dude, I'm telling you, I, I love Gallup, man. Like I, th- there's, there's one thing that, um, that that's one of those players that I fear every time we go up against the Cowboys. Cause I know he has a history of tearing us up. He does it all the time. And to a get him off the Cowboys and keep him from doing that and B have him do that for us, I think would be very, very valuable. And I think the price could be right. And uh, same sort of story with Christian Kirk. He's not exactly that big body. He's kind of small, but he can stretch the field. And uh, I think he would be a step up from Quez Watkins. And um, I think, you know, we add him into the mix. Definitely improves things. Mike Williams, Juju, Christian Kirk. Those are my three off that list. Those okay. are the ones that I would definitely target. Well, you know, shout out to, shout out to Jay. We got, we got, we, we got our... Uh... These bitches love Sosa. I love when we get comments from different platforms because we hardly ever get people from Twitch. But shout out to yeah. Jay, one of the first Twitch comments ever. A little tear <laughs> running down my eye. Uh, now, Bloombini <laughs> says, what's the date for the free agency to open? That is March 16th, March 16th. 4 p.m. Eastern, six o'clock. Uh, tell your whole family, let's let's get ready for that. I mean, I, I think, like, when again. When the tampering window open up? Uh, they're they're tampering already, dude. They, yeah. They've been those guys have been like been trying to get quarterbacks and trying to get players at the Pro Bowl. You know, Darius Slay has been working overtime. That's one oh, guy yeah. always working overtime. Yeah. Um. You know. So just thinking about you know, we just went through the free agency list. Obviously, we're not going to go super in depth on like wide receivers in the draft, but we're going to 
bring up some names to you know because we're hitting that mark we either talk about food or go off the rails um, we've only got about a minute to get some wide receiver names in here <laughs> so talk about talk about garrett wilson out of ohio state a guy who's been super explosive it, this this list could be you know this this list right here is according to uh the athletic um jamison william williams the guy who went from ohio state to alabama and had a bet on himself had a phenomenal season that would be amazing. You talk about a guy who's definitely a deep threat, ACL tear, not good for his stock, but you know, obviously still a first round talent. Traylon Burks from Arkansas, big body target. You're talking about a guy who can come in here, be that guy opposite. Like if you know, you know, we see the Mike Williams love from from uh, from uh, Evan over here, but you talk about a guy who also playing the slot, Christoph La- Christoph La- Lave from Ohio State. Little route route guy junior, very reliable target for um, Ohio State. Uh, Alave and Garrett Wilson are the reason why Jamison Williams had to transfer. Now you talk about Drake London, big body target, 6'5", 212. Let you know, led the nation in, in contested catches with nineteen. Jahan Dotson, vertical vertical threat, three level threat, home run hitter. Uh, a lot of people love him. Obviously, Penn State people everywhere in Philadelphia. Um, you know, talk about. Um, David Bell, another guy who's uh, he's not the flashiest, but he's a guy who shows up, make plays, you know, looking, looking past that. Those are your guys that are on day two <clears throat> who can be it could be people that we could target in later rounds, second to third round range. Obviously, Alex Pierce is another guy. There's some big like look at you know, Justin I, Ross. I, I noticed a name that's not on here that we've talked about. Christian Watson. Would that be it? That would be it. Yeah. <clears throat> Christian Watson, I, I, another guy. I, you know how I like my big bodies, bro. North Dakota State, a guy who showed out the um, Senior Bowl. So, obviously, people are excited about his game. No, uh, Christian Watson, huge fan of uh, – Christian Malley, huge fan of Watson's game. So, I, from that list – Do you think he's uh, a day two or three guy? Uh, he's, he's His stock is probably moving to the back end of day two. I mean, obviously, you'd love to get him day three, but I think – what he what he did he he couldn't be covered um he, did, he really did put in work down on the senior bowl and we got um, clearance for uh the combine <clears throat> as well that's big news what's that oh it's, it's Com- happening combine's going on yeah um we're hope- hoping to get um tony pauline um uh, believe uh podcast network reached out Said they're looking at hey, if you'd like to interview Tony Pauline, I got if you guys don't know who Tony Pauline work does work with the Eagles, does a lot of work in the scouting community. We're looking to get Tony Pauline on the podcast. He's a guy that who you know he, he's, he's he's helping us preview the combine for so we're trying to schedule that interview. He's a guy that's he's, he's pretty awesome, so <clears throat> I'm pretty excited about that. I'm right there with you, John. Hey, it's something about those SC wide receivers that just make me nervous, bro. Oh, see, you talk about uh, this is what we just talked about. You know, no, it's just it's and it's a mental thing. I realize that Drake Drake London isn't the wide receivers that's come out of SC and past, but it's those SC wide receivers that make me nervous. But you know, you talk about a, a, he's a he's a he's a a big body target, man. Totally, totally. Um, I mean, uh, six five—that's huge. Let's see. Uh, 
Gail, what's Adam says, Gail, what's the Texas wide receiver Eric as a Cumana? Something with good size. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Adam, Michael Gibbs says Jalen Tobert definitely surprised the folks down there. Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, a guy that uh, I, I was watching down there. Um, he's a guy that, again, big body target, got some speed too. Uh, you know, I, I like it. I mean, overall, it's just it's a matter of like bringing guys in here that have upside and, you know, ability that the kind of ability we don't have in this room. Mm-hmm. We're talking about consistency. We're talking about hands. We're talking about uh, across the way. Um, pretty much just hanging out in the back. <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, some from the – have you guys, you know, not everybody's dug into the wide receivers yet. Have you guys found any wide receivers um, in the top first that you like? Yeah, Tra- Traylon Burks is one of those names that, like, I keep coming back to. I mean, you just look at the size and the production he's at. Alave as well. I really like Alave. I remember there being a lot of hype about him last year as well, and he was deciding on whether or not to come out into the draft. And, uh, yeah, he's, he seems like he's uh, remained at the top of that list, and – I think uh, either one of those guys I'd be happy with. Yeah, like Garrett, I said, though, those SC wide receivers, yeah. they, they well, gave me the heebie-jeebies. Wilson's the only only person that I've been watching table, and I haven't really caught up with any of the other guys, but you know, we try to focus on that. Yeah, Garrett's explosive, man. Garrett, Garrett's super explosive, dude. Like his his dad was a uh, former NBA star, I guess, believe played for the Nuggets or whatever, but a guy who's super explosive. Um, definitely got the finesse. Talking about you're talking about a guy across from Devontae. You're talking about that's what I'm saying. Like if you get two guys that can can get that kind of explosion separation, you're not relying on one of your wide receivers getting taken out of the game. And then here we are. Can the other can your number two win? Can your number, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got Juju playing the slot or whatever. Come on, man. Like one, two, three, like now we're we're doing something. Now here. we're talking, we're doing, yeah. We're doing something. Obviously, I know. Um, if if Prime could draft Braxton Berrios, he would. You know, because I know he loves his Canes. But um, I mean, they it, it's it's going to be interesting. Obviously, there are going to be more positions that we tackle. Um, you know, uh, what position would you want to hit next, guys? Um, I mean, me and you talked before we jumped on the show. I think we need to have a conversation about that running back room, man. Okay, Prime running back to be had. Running back's the position, man. Evan Evan put me on to somebody that, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm keen on. Oh, you've been looking? Yeah, you checking man. Him out? Nice, yeah, right? man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save that for the next one. We're gonna save okay. that now, before we get out of Brian says, uh, I, like, I like to call Blue Mini Brian because I feel like it's Brian. Shout out to, uh, to Mini as well. I'm uh, you know, so, sorry about everything that happened this past week. I saw that. With yeah, man. That, that, prayers, that prayers. Was very tragic. Yeah, prayers, yeah, prayers to you guys. Prayers up, man. Uh, now, Blue Meanie says, any opinions on the U.S. fell and the stars coming back? The stars just drafted Brian Scott in the first round. Let the controversy start. Like, because <laughs> Evan was like, man, he's like, what do you think about the stars? I'm like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're called stars, I mean, I was like, ah, here we go. Oh, you see who uh, you see who ended up who else got drafted in the first round? Former Eagle. Who's that? Clayton Thorson. 
got drafted in the first round. Congrats, Clayton. Yeah, but that, that's what I was saying to Gail is that, like, we were talking about this USFL. And personally, like, I, if I'm going to be real with you, I think I think it's stupid. Like, that's me being blunt stupid. about it. Like, stupid. I think I think stupid. it's stupid. Like, I don't I don't I view it like I don't sit around and watch double A baseball. That's what it feels like to me. Like, you know what I mean? It's just minor league football. That's all it really feels like. So I guess it's good in the times where there isn't uh, football, Anything NFL going football on. going right, on. Right, but at the right. same time, it's a watered down product. It's like going to, you know, a local field and watching some pickup games going on. Like, it's, So right. is, it got, is that you're saying that's going to steal the thunder of the Philadelphia soul? Who are no longer around, right? Correct? Who are no longer around. No right? longer around. But we're champions for quite some time. <laughs> remember the Philadelphia Soul won that championship. Oh, yeah. They were all yeah. paraded. And they had, like, real fans out there. Yeah. It started to run, man. Like, like, I saw, like, they were doing, like, uh, some parade. And that wasn't a parade, but it was, like, some super fan from the Soul. And, like, dude had blackface. So I was like, bro, that's not really the right, like, like that's, you gotta, like, did someone tell you that that's not a good look? But it was a... Yeah. Anyway, uh, but before we get out of here, definitely want to plug um, uh, Chris Long will be stopping by the nest tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Legend will be talking about the Eagles and life after football and anything you guys might want to talk about. So if you want to talk to Chris Long, maybe ask that question that's been burning uh, in, in your soul like for the last couple of years, I mean, you want to ask him a question? Hopefully we can bring up some of those questions during the show and hopefully he'll be able to answer. Uh, but shout out to the legend, Chris Long. Um, shout out to Chris Malley for uh, linking up with Chris, Chris Long, man. He's a, he's a, he's a guy who's, I was starting to think about this. Uh, besides Chris Long, who's the quickest that the fan base has fell in love with than, you know, than Chris Long, a player that is, I got a name that came to mind. Carson Wentz. When no, he, no, when he I'm, first I'm, came here, no, we were in love. No, I'm not, I'm not saying like like a guy that we drafted. I'm talking about like a, a jokester, game. like a, you know, saying, I mean, okay, they want to ask that like came, us. Well, well I'm like saying us. like free agent that we we brought in that like quickly, like the whole fan base fell. Just based I, off their personality, or based off of football. Or any sport, anything that, that we fell in. work, Scott. To's up there, yeah. Mike yeah. Scott. Mike Scott. Mike Scott. Interesting. Feels weird having Mike Scott in a conversation with To and Chris Long. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evan Mathis. That's an interesting one. Asante. Asante. Yeah. Asante was a guy that everyone fell in love with right away. Con- Connor Barwin was a guy that really. This is true. John. Yeah. Con- Connor Barwin was definitely one of those guys for sure. Um, still ride Septa. I Septa Philly. How about uh, can we say Brandon Brooks? Yeah, yeah. Or that, Brandon it, Brooks. It took some time. He wasn't. Here. Like- he was here too long. Because like Chris Long was here only a matter of not that long. Yeah. Um, trying to think about who else. Uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard. Trying to think about defensively on that side of the ball. Malcolm Jenkins, it took a while for people to really get behind him, get behind him. Slay is a good answer. Slay? Everybody, everybody, everybody was big on Slay. Okay. AMG. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like AMG. that nickname, too. AMG. <laughs> is, that a, is that a gun on uh, uh, well, um I think so, yeah. 
Oh, damn. Bynum. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hollis. Hollis Thomas. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That'll, 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 that'll have us up all night, this question. But uh, before we Jim get out of <laughs> Mark Simino. <laughs> James um, Harden. James, James Harden. Hey, James Harden. James Harden. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Hasn't even played. He hasn't even played a snap yet. A snap. He hasn't even played a. <laughs> hasn't even played a. Has a has Yo, a, what are the odds that this name comes up? Dahani Jones. We, me and Gail were talking about Dahani Jones earlier today. That's wild that you threw that up there. The guitar That's playing Dahani Jones. Um. Yeah, then. That's crazy. Alshon? I'll give Alshon. Yeah. I'll give Alshon out, yeah. Prime's a, he's feeling a certain way. <laughs> man, yo, man helped us. Any any dude that helped us win a Super Bowl, I don't I care. Did, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I, yo, I hear you. I got, I got one. Pr- that, Prime that gave me Alshon. Very, very similar to this one, Byron Maxwell. I was hyped when we got Byron Maxwell. Never had. to be quickly dusted. <laughs> Nah, that dude killed it for the Bayern Maxwell. <laughs> never, never, never hide. Never hide. Cliff Lee's return. No, I was thinking about baseball. I could, I could. Uh, the fact that he even brought this up just kills me. How about Babin? Babin, like Babin, people don't realize how many sacks Babin had. They said like Babin. 20, bro. Like, Man, I never forget 18, the one. I never forget sacks. the one game I went to, and that's when he was. His 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 bullshit. He literally was the one person that was standing by himself while the whole squad was all together. It, it, I, I used to see Jason Babbin all the time at the gym. So yeah, he's he's he's, all right. he's like, give me a spot. No man, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but before we get out of here, uh, any any last words, Prime? Before we get out of here, just have a, you know safe week, man. Uh, shout out to you guys for joining us. Um, other than that, just stay tuned for tomorrow's show with uh, you know. The legend Chris Long. Uh, looking forward to that. And you know, like always, fly Eagles fly, baby. Evan. Hey, first of all, Evan. Like, if you didn't see the video of Evan parking his car, this guy's a psycho. Like, he doesn't care about his bumpers or anything. Go Listen. move your car. Please go move your car. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Please. I've got, I've got about an inch. On I'm afraid. Side. I'm afraid somebody's gonna leave a message. <laughs> But they might, the they might, but I, I, I was, I'm still feeling pretty high about that. Uh, but yeah, I would just say, um, tune in tomorrow. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it. So, Gail, um, I, I, I give you my blessing. I hope that it, it's a great interview uh, tomorrow. But uh, make sure everybody go check it out. And if I blocked you in parking, sorry. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Chris Long for coming on tomorrow. Shout out to Chris Malley. Shout out to uh, y'all in the chat who were blessing us with comments all, all show. Um, obviously, again, we're gonna probably hit the running back position next, and you guys can talk about potential free agent running backs. I don't know, you guys got something up your sleeve, perhaps, maybe a draft prospect, maybe. Mm, I got one in mind. Okay, I got one in mind. All right. Uh, but for me and the guys, we'll see you guys in the next one. As always, fly, Eagles, fly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.